Welcome to the Two Witnesses Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Caleb, journey through the story of the Bible, seeking a better understanding of God's Word and the spiritual war that rages all around us. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Two Witnesses Podcast. I'm Michael. And I'm Caleb. And we're kind of in a hurry today. Sorry about the delay for this second episode. Yeah, so we're probably only going to be going over about one chapter today. We only got about 30 minutes, so um, let's just jump right into it. Yeah. Would you open us with a word of prayer? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time um, that we could make a podcast for you, Father. Um, We just pray that all of our listeners um, understand what we're trying to get at and what we're trying to say, Father. And that you just be with Michael and I, that we may um, divide the word rightly, Father. Um, God, we just love you so much. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. All right. So chapter three. Chapter three. So what we were talking about last time is, uh, I'll just read a couple of verses before it. Um, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. So that's kind of just where we left off last time. Um, Michael, you want to read chapter 3? All right. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? So I'm going to stop here for a sec. Um, So the word translated serpent in almost like every Bible translation ever is the Hebrew word nakash. Okay. And so nakash can mean serpent, Mm -hmm. uh, but it can also mean a number of other things, including uh, a diviner. So like a um, fortune teller. Yeah. And also it can, it derives from a word that basically means... uh, shining or bright one basically okay uh and later on in the bible the words nakash and seraph are used interchangeably uh and so a seraph or a seraphim is a type of angel that's cool yeah (laughs) so it's possible that what we've got here is not actually a talking snake, but an angel of some kind, of spiritual being that's talking to Eve. Yeah. Or it could be literally a spiritual being in the form of a serpent. It, it could be. It yeah. could be. Either way, we don't know. But uh, anyway, I find that interesting. Mm. Um, and the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. So, Actually, wait, real quick, can I go back? Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to make, uh, or just point out that um, the first sin, or not sin, but the first evil in the world is deception. Mm-hmm. Uh, has God really said, You shall not eat of the tree of the garden? Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, it's kind of flattery too. He's mm-hmm. kind of trying to appeal to, to the uh, the pride. Pers- yeah, the pride for everything. Yeah. yeah so, well, what were you going to say about the next part? Um, so, right here we have the first lie in the Bible. Yeah. And it doesn't come from the serpent. 
The serpent introduces doubt, but he doesn't actually lie. He says, did God really say? He didn't say God but, didn't say. Exactly. The woman says that God said, you shall not touch it. God didn't say that you shouldn't touch it. So that's the first lie recorded in the Bible. Because God no, it said, says, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it. Yep. But God said, didn't say anything about touching it. If you go back, oh yeah. If you go oh, back to chapter doing, right? two, verse seventeen, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. There's no mention of touching it. He didn't say you couldn't touch it. Yeah. I see where you're getting at. Okay. Yeah. So now we have the second lie. But the serpent said to the woman, "You will not surely die." For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And that is one of the oldest temptations in the book. Literally, you shall be as God. It's, it's power. It's, it's appealing to your sense of power. He's, he's literally saying, um, God, God told you not to eat it because he's afraid that you'll be equal with him when you do. Mm-hmm. And then... You, he won't have any authority over you anymore. So, Satan's, or yeah, we're saying we're assuming this, this serpent's mm-hmm. Satan, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um. So Satan is literally telling her that she will, she will be God, and and God is lying to her. Not. Mm-hmm. So he's twisting everything around. Yep. Um. Now I know that some translations, uh, where mine says uh, you will be like God. Some translations translate it as you will be like the gods. Because the word Elohim can be translated singular or plural. Yeah. So either way is valid. Um, in which case he would have been saying that you shall be like the angels, you know, in knowledge and power. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was del- a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God, Yahweh, Yahweh God, walking in the garden of the, walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So the word translated "cool," the cool of the day, can also mean storm. And, you know, God frequently shows up in a whirlwind later out, later on in the Bible. So it's possible that they actually heard him coming in a storm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> something else I thought about, uh, verse 6. So, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and, it, and desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. So just like temptation... That we go through today. This is the first temptation. Um, just the uh, e- eating of the fruit. God told him not to. But um, anyways, so if you look at it, she she stopped. She she became foolish. She stopped thinking about what God told her and what's smart, and she got drawn in by something that looks good, but will ultimately turn out bad in the end. But she's she's. I don't know where I'm going with this. 
She's okay. getting pulled in by the fact that it looks good yeah. to the eyes, to the senses. Yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. From a worldly perspective, it looks good. Mm. Um, and then there's another thing. You know, a lot of people blame women, you know, for the fall. You know, they blame women, Eve they just, for the fall. She she made me do it. <laughs> it yeah. But here, here's the thing. Adam was with her. And as her husband, it was his job to protect her. You know, he was with her when she was being tempted. He was right there. Mm -hmm. And so she may have been tempted, but it was his fault for letting her be. He failed as a husband. Yeah. And even later on in the New Testament, it says that through Adam, all died. Yeah. You know, it was through Adam's sin, not through Eve's sin, but through Adam's sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So let's see. Verse nine. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman whom you gave me to be with... Uh, Excuse me, let me try that again. The, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So, so everything about this is blame. Yep. The blame keeps getting shifted to the next person. Yeah. And, and, and just like we would do today, sometimes we don't want to admit when we've done something wrong. So we just we just throw it on somebody else. We we say, oh, it, it's the internet's fault that I that I saw this. It, it's it's uh it's my buddy's fault that we went and stole. Like mm-hmm. you could do this forever, mm-hmm. but and and it's been since the beginning. This is where it started. Yeah. Um. No. Notice this though. The woman whom you gave to be oh, with me. Oh, that's Ooh. so he's literally shifting it on God. <laughs> God, it's your fault that I sin. Yeah, that's, because you gave me this woman and she caused me to sit. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's stupid. So, you know, uh, people can do that today. Um, pe- people shift the blame to God all the time. It, it, let's say your wife dies or, or your dog dies. You can, you, I, I've seen people throw that on God and say, it's your fault. It's your fault that they're dead. It, it, it's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. God is the creator of the universe. Okay. Trying to blame him for anything is stupid. Like you're getting back at God or something. Like you have any power over the freaking creator of the entire universe. I just think that's ridiculous when people try that. Because God's going to come out on top every single time. (laughs) You can't can't win in a match with God. Yeah. (laughs) Very true. And you are at verse 14. 14, sorry. Yep. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So here we have the first prophecy of the Messiah. Yeah, because it's seed, capital S. Yep. yep. Um, and and then, of course, we have the punishment of the serpent. 
Now, I forget where it is. I think it's in Isaiah. Um, why don't you read on a little bit? I'm going to see if I can find something. All right. <clears throat> Verse uh, 16. To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children, and your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree of it which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it, curses is the ground for your sake. In, to in toll you shall eat of it all the days of your life, both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of your field. Um... In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground, for out of it which were you, were take, you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. So, um, right at the fall, various various things happen. Like like right here, um, cursed is the ground for your sake, and the toll you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat of the herb of your field. So both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. Imagine if we never sinned and we didn't have to weed in the garden. <laughs> Imagine if you could just grow tomatoes and stuff and not have to go out there and spend hours picking weeds out of the ground because yeah, you wouldn't and, have to deal with it. And this is something I notice a lot when I'm reading this passage is, okay, so you have these principal jobs, these principal roles that both men and women have. Okay, you know, women bear children yep. and raise children and, and men do the work. work. Yeah. And they're both cursed in their primary role mm -hmm. you know his work is cursed and her pain in childbearing is increased yeah you know and i'm not imagine imagine how how beautiful childbirth could be not that it isn't but how much more beautiful it could be if the woman wasn't screaming when giving birth to the child <laughs> like if the woman could just pass the kid and then like be able to see him like that mm -hmm. it would be so much so much more pleasant for the the mm -hmm. the uh now notice the father that, and the, the mother yeah. now notice though that it says i will sh multiply your pain so there was probably already going well, yeah, to be maybe pain bit, but yeah. it became much much worse yeah. <laughs> um i'm not finding the section that i'm looking for i think it's in isaiah but anyway in there it talks about the fall of satan you know uh, I think it's the same passage that talks about... Uh, is that Isaiah 14? It, Let me see. I think that's Isaiah 14, actually. Is it 64? I want to say it's Isaiah 14, but let me I'm going to get to 64. You check, you check okay. 14. Because I actually think I might have read that before. Yep, 14. Here we go. Bop, 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 bop. I think... Okay, so maybe it's not the passage I'm thinking of. No. Yeah, it's not 64. Okay, it's not the passage. Like, I had the right passage for the uh, How You Are Fallen, O Lucifer. Okay. But it's not the one I was thinking of uh, because the one that I'm thinking of which might be in Ezekiel 28. I'm not going to go there right now. But anyway, it talks about um, how he was cast down to shale and the, the shades or the Rephaim rise up to greet him and say, now you are become like one of us. You know, you were king amongst the dead, I think yeah. is the line they use. Uh, 
And so he was, I mean, Satan was the guardian cherub. You know, he was the highest of the high in yeah. the he- heavenly realms, right up just <laughs> second to I, God I want to point Jesus. something out back, back um, to what he said to Adam, or not Adam, Eve. Um, let's see, where's it at? Yeah, okay. Uh, verse 5 of chapter 3. For God knows that in the day you will, you will eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Satan fell because he wanted to be like God. Yes. He wanted to be equal with God. Mm-hmm. I, will, I shall be like the it, most high. And and um, it's funny that he uses this. He uses the same thing that he fell for on Eve because he knows how susceptible she will be to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Yep. What worked on him will probably work on her too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so Satan, like I was saying, is he was the highest of the high mm-hmm. in in the heavenly realm, <clears throat> second only to God and Jesus, and then he fell, and he. F- when he fell, he fell hard. Like I said, all the way down to shale, to hell. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Um, and Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us. To know good and evil. And now, lest he put out his hands and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed um, cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden, and a flaming sword which turned everything away, or every way, to guard the way to the tree of life. Yep. So now we have the carabine, uh, which, for some reason, I and I, I thought this at one time, for some odd odd reason, and I'm sure there are other people who thought this. Uh, I thought at one time that that was just one being, okay, a carabine, mm-hmm. a cherubim. Actually, cherubim is the plural form of the word cherub. Yeah. Okay, and so there are actually multiple angelic beings that were placed there plus a sword that uh, flies by itself yeah um so many people are interested in finding the garden of eden i would be terrified <laughs> you want to go into a garden full of this cherubim or carabim and just a floating flaming sword just swinging at you at the gate <laughs> like um that would be pretty sketchy yeah. um something else i noticed so then the lord god said behold the man has become like one of us to know good and evil and now, let's see... Okay, so just that part. Satan was not technically lying to Eve when he said that... Um, you shall be you like... Shall be like God. Mm-hmm. But... Er, because God said right there, he is now like one of us and he knows good and evil. She was thinking that he, they were going to have the power of God and they were going to have authority and stuff. So... Um, Satan, Satan tricked her into thinking that they were going to have the authority and the power, and he wasn't technically lying to them, but... Um, 
it was misleading. Yeah, it was misleading. Yeah, that's that's the word I was looking for. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, of course, the question is, who is God talking to when he says the man has become like one of us? So he's, it's the Trinity right there. Right? Okay. Yeah, so. It, it, it could be. Okay. Or he could also be talking to the Divine Council. But it's capital U. Not in my Bible. Really? Not in my Bible. Let's see. Where's that? Uh, verse Mine's capital U. Yours is a capital U? Yeah. Well. Well, you know what? It could be just the interpretations. Yeah. My 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 part of it, they could have been thinking that it was the Trinity. His mm-hmm. version could have been thinking like... Okay. Um, but yeah, some people think that it is the Trinity, and it could be. Yeah. I don't know. Um. But it could also be, like I said, the Divine Council. Yeah. Um, which, if you're not familiar with that, uh, Dr. Michael Heiser has some really good presentations on that. And I will probably put some links on that in the show notes okay. for this episode on the website, <clears throat> which we now have up. Yeah. So, guys, go check that out. Also, uh, Mike, did you did you put something in the website where um, if, if you want to be a guest on the show, you can... Not yet. Not yet. I'm working on okay, that. Okay, so we're gonna be adding that in soon. Um, if you ever want to guest, if you ever want to be a guest on the show, we'll give you our address and stuff, and um, you can come on. And we just got you got to put your name down and phone number, and then we could have you as a guest, kind of getting insider or, or another side, another perspective about whatever we're going over that week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we'll be working on how to on figuring out how to do that and all that fun stuff. But yeah. um. So, so that'll be out in a couple of weeks, probably. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yep. Um, so the website, which I will have a link to in the episode description for this episode, uh, is the two witnesses podcast dot wordpress dot com. <coughs> and so uh, I will have show notes for every episode. And links to stuff that we reference, books, articles, etc. Uh, and I will also post notices if for some reason we can't do an episode or if an episode gets <clears throat> delayed for one reason or another. I'll post something on the website so that people will actually know. Uh, you can subscribe on the website to get updates by email when, I, when we put something on the website. And... Uh, and I think that's all we have for now. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> then I shall close us and then we'll be off on our way to Awana. Yeah. All right. Lord, thank you for this uh, time that we had this evening. Um, I know it wasn't when we had planned to do it, but uh, it was when you wanted us to get together and do it. Uh you know, and things don't always work out in the timing that we expect them to, but they always work out in your timing. For whatever reason, you wanted this episode delayed, and we thank you that we were still able to do it. And thank you that we're able to have fun going through your word. Thank you for preserving it and for opening our eyes and giving us the ability to understand it. Um, be with all of our listeners. And uh, thank you, Lord, so much for everything you've given us. 
Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Until next time, I'm Michael. <clears throat> I'm Caleb. And this has been The, the Two, Two Witnesses. Witnesses. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. And we pray that God has used this to touch you in some way. We hope that you will join us next week as we continue our journey through the Bible.